You can be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. I am Renisa Rose. Hey guys, it's your girl Amazing. And welcome to Personal Space. Welcome back, homies. What up, y'all? What up? What's going on, girlfriend? You know, ain't nothing. Um, we're having a heat wave. We are definitely having a heat wave. So back in the 90s, there used to be a, um on Channel 7, the Eyewitness News. They used to say, we're having a heat wave, <laughs> a tropical heat wave. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? To, for us to be so far north, our weather is way too tropical. Well, I, I remember last year when I went to California, and it was colder in California than New Jersey. Yeah. Like, we it's out here experiencing warming. hurricanes, tornadoes, hailstorms. Oh, my. Yeah. It's... Although our snow this season wasn't that bad. Oh. It was cold for a very long time. Yeah, it was But cold. I'll take the cold over snow. It's one thing about just being stuck. I'm, yeah. I, that shit, that snowstorm every week shit, mm-hmm. it's trash. I don't like it either. I remember when I first moved back here from California, man, I was just horrified. You should, when I moved back from California, they was laughing at me because it was the first 50 degree day mm-hmm. and I had my big coat on. And they was like, where are you going? It's cold yeah <laughs> it's like sure. it ain't even people outside with like light coats and i'm like now it's 50 degrees i'm throwing on a, a sweater hoodie. and running to my car real quick what i'm putting on a hoodie and a jean jacket or First something. of all kids these days don't wear jackets but that's another topic i yo when i used to be driving by the bus stop in the morning i was like adasha you are getting old it be freezing like when we were like below zero sis had on a, a denim jacket now i can see if you put like three north face hoodies underneath it with your <laughs> denim cool all right you lay right. it up but it was really a discussion this winter like kids these days in high school do not wear coats no, no more. they really don't like who y'all trying to be cold for i don't know i don't want nothing to do with it i At hate all. being cold but i also hate being hot i'd prefer to be cold over hot though yes yes however i don't want to be that fucking cold. i'd rather be warm in the winter to the point where if i zip my little coat down a little bit i can get that cool air hit yeah. me, and then it'd be like a balance right i don't you when you're cold in the winter time, it takes forever to warm your body. Yeah, because it gets cold down to your bones. Oof, you be shivering. That's a different kind of cold. Yeah, ain't no hot shower in the world. You gotta let. <laughs> you gotta let the. You gotta defrost. Listen, like the chicken you were supposed to take out and you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so you trying to defrost real quick, but it ain't working. It's not. Just put me in the microwave. Okay. So um, this weekend. I watched um, the new Nia Long and Omar Epps movie. What's, What's it called? called? Fatal Fatal Love. Fatal Affair. Fatal Affair. First of all, <laughs> so it's on Netflix. It's just a spoiler alert for you guys who haven't watched it. It wasn't horrible, but I expected more from these seasoned actors. Well, I walked into it like, well, I so I wouldn't read the reviews. I because. I just wouldn't because I wanted to go into it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes when you read reviews, you go into looking for the things that people are talking about. Right. And I just want to be real. I want to be open-minded about the experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't have high expectations for it because a lot of the reviews were like, I'm letting y'all know right now, trash, trash. trash. Okay. Okay. So I'm not coming into this looking for a Grammy nominated um, performance, but not I'm coming Grammy, into it uh, like Oscar, Oscar. Emmy. Emmy something, you know, they ain't winning no awards off this shit. No. So I come into it and I'm watching it. The daughter, she was horrible. The daughter was definitely terrible. The daughter, 
on a list of like who shouldn't have to have been there, the daughter was one. They should have really had got her some better. Um, she did not flow. Scott flowed a little bit more. With <laughs> Scott. Scott was the boyfriend that got killed. Okay, I was about to say, was Scott the boyfriend, right? Let me tell you something. When she saw his, her boyfriend die, I would have ran out that house so quick. He wouldn't even have to tell me to get in the car. I would have been like, I'm gone. Right. Somebody got to live. It was pretty crazy. So it's the same, like, pretty much setup as all of the yeah, attraction yeah. type movies. Like, there's a, a lady, she's married, she meets someone. Or she, like, someone. Somebody from the past comes back. Right. Then it turns out that he's stalking her. And it makes sense. But what blew me, it just, in this day and age, it didn't make sense. Like, with the friend, it was like, so you really believe in this nigga? No, but that's true. Some bitches do be like that. Right. But still. No. But some people are like that. Like, you can't tell them nothing about their man. I just kept and saying. And he was convincing enough. Yeah. I just kept saying. Oh yeah, plus he had hacked the phone to make to flip the message. Right, right, right. I had just kept saying from the beginning, like the moment he showed up to my house, I'm telling my husband, like, yeah. babe, I got something to tell you. You gonna yeah. be mad at me? This nigga's crazy. Yeah, like I would have got on the right side of it, like from him, because she still had all the messages. Yeah, like I would have been like, yo, I have to tell you something. This happened. Where she fucked up at was, you should have never, you shouldn't have lied and told your husband who you was going out. Like, you was right. with that girl only. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, me and some coworkers from the job went out, blah, blah, blah. Got too drunk. He pushed up on me. I would have got in front of that story. <laughs> <laughs> I would have got in front of yeah. that story. Yeah. So I was watching it with my boo. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, you know what? I'm going to tell you what I ain't like after the movie. <laughs> so we sitting there. And you know how she was talking about her husband, like you laying next to somebody mm-hmm. and then it's like you don't know him. And right. she flipped it and gave him lines back at the dinner. He was like, I ain't like that shit. We don't <laughs> talk about your husband. And I was like, yeah, no, that's true. I could have guessed that. You know, you keep your at-home affairs. Now, if it's your good girlfriend, cool. But, I, you know, that's true. Like, you ain't seen this nigga in 30 years. You don't Why tell, are you telling no, him I mean, about yeah. your husband? Yeah. Drunk or not. I would have kept it a secret. Like we happily married. We could have we could have been in the worst of times. We are happily married. Right. I don't know who sent you. Well, because I mean, at that point, she like forgot how fine he was. You know what I'm saying? From back in the day. And she had been drinking and she was feeling like she was missing something. You know what I'm saying? This is that the- feeling of missing something will What would have happened if we would have nothing bitch. right right oh the shoulda coulda woulda yeah because that's what she said she's like why you know you should have asked me out and people have to remind her bitch you were so into your husband how was he gonna ask you out right <laughs> like right, right right first of all the movie starts off with him killing his ex-wife that shit threw me because i was like i hate them houses with no curtains in the mountains yeah i hate like we was talking about all of this shit i don't want no electronic keypad for my door no give me an old-fashioned key because Y'all ain't about to hack my shit and get in my house. Nah, nah, yo. Nah. Mm-hmm. I use the same code for everything. Y'all ain't gonna get me. The fuck? I ain't got time to be remember all these different codes and you be fucked up and forget what you... No. Uh-uh. Because you nervous trying to get in the house. No, I, I feel you. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I do understand. I do, I do understand. It was, um... It was... The acting was, like, really weird. I'm just mad I stayed up to one in the morning watching that. No. So when it got towards the end, I just started fast-forwarding it. No, I watched the whole thing. Because him, yo, first of all, him falling off the cliff, I thought he was going to get up and just, you know, keep going. Like, right. I needed more from that fight scene. First of all, when he took the gun 
I was just like, somebody need to get shot at this point. Yeah. That's the only that's gonna save this movie. Somebody got to get shot. I was so surprised. Like, y'all live up here. Nobody got no guns. Nobody had a gun. Nobody got no good at. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was nothing. So that was They had to kill a cell like that. They didn't have to kill her like that. No, she did she not. She might have been one of the better actors in the movie. <laughs> she should have been the daughter. You, that no. daughter was horrible. Yeah. They could have picked with some two braids. Y'all could have got me. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, she looked the part. Like she looked like she could have been their daughter. So, but, but that was it. Black people can make any variation of color. No, I this is been true. Their daughter. They could have threw a lace front on me with some two, so a two, two French braids. Stupid. <laughs> well, nah. I mean, listen. Watch was, it, y'all watch it and tell us how y'all, um, what y'all think. You know what I did watch on Netflix that I thoroughly enjoyed, but what? I knew I would. What's the movie with Issa Rae and the Indian dude? Oh, that yes, shit had yes, me yes. chuckling a little bit. Yeah. I was like, this is cute. Yeah, this is cute. But oh, the, I think I fell asleep on it. Um, I chuckled at um when they were at the convenience store and she had on like that <laughs> shiny ass outfit. <laughs> I fucking chuckle, yo. Yeah. No, that was cute. That was a super cute It was cute, cute but I know it would be. I wanted to see it in theaters, but unfortunately the pandemic happened. Because yeah. it got released right after the photograph. Maybe it was in the trailers for the photograph. Right. Right, right, right. that on Netflix. I can't wait. It's such a good movie. No, that movie Lakeith was... is fine. Yeah, he is. Lakeith <laughs> has that like quirky, like, Lakeith looks like I'm he can just talk you out of your drawers. Like he Word. can whisper in your ear. You be like, all right, guys, I'm about to go home. <laughs> I don't even think he's 30 yet. He might be like 28 or 29. Fine by me. He got an old soul. This is true. And a young penis. This is true. So my baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're so crazy. (laughs) My baby's going on vacation, uh, like a little family um, weekend getaway with his goddad. Must be nice. And I'm just like freaking out because that's mama's baby he'd be all right go send him down here with one of them swim vests he'd be all right <laughs> that's all you gotta do yeah make sure you wear your vest because yeah. at this point they're gonna do what they want to do mm-hmm. you just gotta make sure they safe. they gonna he gonna be all right yeah i'm super excited i'm happy but i'm you know i'm mommy mommy so i mean i got a couple days to kick it so you know oh this is eva's birthday episode oh yeah eva happy birthday eva's turning five y'all on friday eva the diva and this year it actually lines up her is the day of the week she was born on her birthday Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because like monday i went into labor and i had her on friday don't ask about my birth story dang that's a long one i went through it no, I just went through it. So yeah, it's her. We're having a big, uh, a big little quarantine gala. I couldn't invite the world like I normally do, mm-hmm. but it's enough people there. Yeah, it's, it's enough. And even if people don't show up, I don't give a fuck. We finna have a good time. Yeah, we finna have a good time. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a good time. Um, it's gonna be real COVID friendly. I wanted to have pictures of it because I wanted people to see my hand washing station <laughs> that I have spent so much money on. Uh, listen, I'm not mad. Yo, it's. In my mind, it makes so much sense. My dad was like, a hand washing station. Hell yeah. Temp, it's a temp get to check. Mass distribution, hand washing station. Mm-hmm. I got it from the farmer's market because you can't go in there without washing your hands mm-hmm. or putting sanitizer on. I mean, it's important because the cases are starting to uh, shoot back up. Oh, well, no, they're just starting to have more tests ready available. I think the case has always been there, but the tests were not there. So now it's being reported. I mean, that's a whole nother, yeah. that's a whole other thing. So yeah, that's what's happening over here at the mom, in mom corner. <laughs> mom Thank corner. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's get right into these hot topics. So we want to start off by sending our condolences to Naya Rivera. Anyone who knows me knows I used to fuck with Glee. I've never watched the long a way. single episode. Yo, I was sad when old boy died. Well, he had a, he OD'd, but I felt like the girl Leah, mm-hmm. she probably, Rachel, her name was Rachel on the show. Oh, Leah, that's the one that was with the basketball player, right? No, Leah was with um, the football player. The white guy. Oh, they, no. Nobody played basketball. Oh, no, no. Never mind. Um, so, I forget his name. I want to call him Finn, but I don't know if it was Finn. It might have been Finn. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, guys. I used to watch Glee. Amber so Riley Leah, was my girl. Leah was is her name in Le- real in life. In real life, her name was Rachel on the show. Okay. So And Santana, Santana was the first girl in a sitcom to come out as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. She was uh dating Brittany with one T. Mm-hmm. No, no, she was dating Demi Lovato. It was a lot happening. Glee was it was a lot happening in Glee. Santana was having sex out here in these streets. That one time she came to school with the thong over her jeans. Oh, shit. It was a lot happening on Glee. But I used to, you know, I love me a singing show. I really do love me a singing show. But um, I want to say maybe about a week or two ago, there were like reports that her son was found on a boat. Like she rented a boat out in Lake Piru in um, California. Mm-hmm. And I guess they hadn't returned the rental. Right. So they so went they out came looking out for looking. her. They found so, a son. I think we talked about this part, but she was still missing. Right. And I really had prayers that it was some like foul play and she got kidnapped or something. You know, right, something to keep. Right, right. Because don't, don't nobody, no child deserves to grow without their mom. Right. But, um, Especially those are her his last memories. So they found her body like um, maybe like a couple days later. Yeah. So they were saying that um the lake mm-hmm. only had like not like not even a whole in, like foot of visibility so there wasn't a lot of visibility in the lake it was mm. like pretty murky i guess mm. and um when they um i don't know so that little boy said that we were swimming mm. mommy pushed me back on the boat yeah and she never came back on the boat so she never made it so it, what it sounds like is that she was she saved him and yeah. then it went under i can't stress this enough as a single woman who's mine. Mm-hmm. Don't go by yourself. So I have an things. issue with that. I have I an do. issue with I that. I mean, certain things. No, not that she went. My, I, my issue with that is what if they went all the time? They could have both. They could have went to the. That could have been certain their thing. things like that. I don't. I don't agree with going by yourself. Why? Because I mean, for me, I'm outnumbered as a mom. That's for one. So right. I wouldn't do something like that by so myself. So for me, I would do things with my, just me and my kid. You know what I'm saying? So that would be like a father taking his son fishing. Why? Because he's a man? They're still on a no, boat. No, I wouldn't even, ocean, I wouldn't I mean, even take my lake. kid on no boat. Take him on a sh- on a sh- But they weren't my, on a small boat. Don't take my kid out on a the water. They weren't on a small well, they boat. They were on like a yacht-like boat type. Right, so, so it's that's different. So it's like they pop, what if they did this all the time and this just so happened to be like a fluke? You but know what I'm saying? But then what if they did it? I mean... And that's why I just feel like sometimes. But if you're a single mom, I don't like that shit because it's no, like because no. I'm not because saying you need a, a dad. I'm not saying you need to have a man with you. I don't feel like any single parent should, and not even just as a mom, any single parent when it's a one child to one parent ratio mm-hmm. should do certain things like that alone. Like if you and your guys want to take the kids out on the water, cool. You and your girls want to take the kids out on the water, cool. I just feel like there should be another adult because. Had there been another adult there and they saw her going under, they could have helped her up. That's well, my mind. That's my logic. But that's it. just, that's just what if that's like 
me taking King in the car by myself. It's always, I can crash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but somebody going to be there to call 911. Who? The people who you crash with. So just like. Nah, not necessarily. I get what you're saying, but maybe because I can't swim. That's another thing too. Right. I don't know how to swim. So when it comes to water, that is a fear of mine. Right. You know, the water is unforgiving yeah. if you don't know how to deal with it. Right. So I would never, as a non-swimmer, feel comfortable taking my children out there by myself knowing that I can't swim. And I couldn't potentially. She probably could swim. Right. Who knows? I don't know. And maybe she felt comfortable. I, in my mind, in my scary, anxiety-ridden mm-hmm, mind, mm-hmm. that just would be like, huh? I would feel more comfortable going on a road trip because I know how defensive I am as a driver. However, would I take my kids down to Virginia by myself? I toggle back and forth with it. Mm-hmm. I know I can make the drive, right? But I would. It would be easier if I had another driver there with me. Like, what if I got fatigued or something like that? It's just I don't know. I look at certain things and I just be like, you know, I would want another adult present there, like kind of like a co-pilot, mm-hmm. whether it be another girlfriend, a significant other, a family member, right? Just so you don't take that trip alone. Certain trips, I just don't. I personally, not that I'm not capable, right. I don't want to. Yeah, no, take I, alone. I get it, but I, I literally don't see. I don't see. I mean, it's unfortunate that it ended this way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's super unfortunate because it's just super unfortunate. I mean, shit. You look at on the Hudson in the summertime. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's mad people in these boats, and things happen, and everybody dies. You know what I'm saying? So it's oh. like. It's just, you just don't know. So I don't see, I don't, I personally don't have an issue, a problem. I didn't see a problem with her taking her son out on the boat, the boat just yeah. the two of them. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see that, but you know, I mean, I do, I do understand, you know, what you mean. Like, it's it not that because ideal. she's a woman that she's not capable. It would have been ideal to have somebody another with party, her. like somebody else. Like even if it was a older like friend, or it could have been her sister. She got siblings. Like it could have been just another mom friend. Right. Even if like she was struggling, somebody could have been there to call nine one one. Yeah, that's you know true. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I, you know, somebody could tell the story because now it's like, was it foul play? Mm-hmm. Like he's still four, so right. maybe he's telling the story as a four year old. Maybe it's something else behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. don't know, and I that's it. But you know. One thing this I did like I didn't know that her and um Taj Maori, mm-hmm. this twins brother, I didn't know that they were that close. Like they yeah. were like uh sweethearts. Yeah. And then he's like he pulled out I mean, what I thought was cute was all like the shows that she was in as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I remember her, but I didn't I never put it's the two so of the two of them together. That uh, just a couple weeks ago, my friends at work, we were talking um we were talking about family matters and like mm-hmm. the different cast yeah. members. And I was like, Oh, remember Gwendolyn? And it was like, Yeah, well, who was Gwendolyn? Yo, and so I, I, I looked up Gwendolyn from Family Matters. I said, Oh shit, this is Naya Rivera. Right. And so my friend was like, Well, who's Naya Rivera? Remember the one that said Sean takes showers every day? Oh yeah, the one that was with Big Sean. <laughs> and you know what's fucked up is that they are um like Big Sean, the people the internet makes me so sick. They want everyone to make a statement. So they were like on his ass, like, oh, you ain't got nothing to say about Naya. You ain't got nothing to say about Naya. And he's like, well, shit. So can he, I grieve, my nigga? Right. So he finally made a statement. And now they're like um, on his ass because they want him to um, remove 
I don't fuck with you because you know. But she didn't make that song about her. He made, I watched it because when it came out, I was like, damn, did he stop her? He said, no, he had made that song while they were together. Mm -hmm. It just got released when the breakup went public. He was like, she liked this song. Right, right, right. She approved of the song. So why would he take that down? It wasn't even about her. And that's my fucking song. Fuck out of here. First of all, even if it was, me and my homegirl, that was our Friday shit. I ain't fucking with you when the guests used shit. to be talking that shit. You little pissy ass bitch. I mean, he didn't say all that, but we were saying all that in the back office. Uh, you little dumb ass bitch. I ain't fucking with you. I don't give a fuck. No, that's my shit. I saw him perform that in Vegas. We was all lit. Yo, because that song is a mood, like, especially at work. The fuck? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't. Shout out to my Aries brother. I, I love just knew Big he was Sean. Aries based on his statement. I love Big Sean. You That's my guy. Tell. Rest in peace, Naya. I, you know, send lots of um to her family. Yeah, and well, wishes. everyone who loved her and knew of her. Yeah, man. That little baby that's gonna grow up without his mother, and that's his last memory of his mom because he's old enough to, to remember. remember it. That'll be the last. If he even if it's just a a vision of it, it'll replay his mind for the mm-hmm. rest of his life. So. Shout out to that baby. Another, we're going to send our condolences to some freedom fighters. Yes, the freedom who fighters. Were on the right side of history, getting into good trouble. I just love it. Like, I got into good trouble. Let's get into some good trouble. So, you have um, John Lewis. Um, he was a congressman representing mm-hmm. um, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then you have Reverend C.T. And C stands for Cordy, y'all. <laughs> C.T. Vivian. Um, they both died on July 17th, the yeah, same the day. Same day. The day before Nelson Mandela's birthday, mm-hmm. John Lewis was 80 and he was suffering with, he was um, battling cancer. Stage four. And it's so, it was only for the past six months, yo. That cancer shit. That is, cancer. Well, if you don't catch it early enough, it's really unforgiving. And, yeah. you know, we see it time and time again. I want to stress y'all going to the doctor if something don't feel right. Word. You know your body. You know when something changes. If you're too tired, if you're doing the same shit, but shit feel different. Right. It don't hurt but to go. Even, honestly, even if you ain't got no insurance. You can do what somebody I know did and just give a different name yeah. and somebody else's address. Because oh I get a bill God. to my house all the time. <laughs> I just throw it right in the trash because it ain't got nothing to do with me. Or but, um, there are um, clinics that have like low, like they um, slide and scale things. Listen, listen, I'm going to tell y'all like I tell everybody else, medical bills don't get recorded to credit on a certain scale of things. Right. They just, might send it to collections, but <laughs> once it's in collections, it's... They done lost that battle. Okay, it's above (laughs) you. It's above you. It's above you. Um, But C.T. Vivian, he died at 95. He looked good for 95. Yeah, he did. You know that black don't crack. Yo, he looked really good. He was a part of the lunch counter sit-in in in, um, 1947. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of them worked with Dr. King. Mm -hmm. But um, it's dope to see such beautiful men transition. I mean, I'm sad that they're gone, but it's dope that they died on the same day. Like, right. what a way to go out. Right, right. Like, I'm they like, bruh, like, I'm waiting for you. Like, half It's cool up here on the, in these streets. So. Right, right, right. Definitely. It's, um, you know, it's like you look back to see the all the work that they did. Like, they laid the, the foundation so that we can keep going. Yeah. And, you know, with everything going on, and all the protests we're having and, you know, fighting for social injustice. John Lewis is very, I like that he was active on social media. Yeah. Y'all don't be lying about y'all age, y'all. If this man can get on there at 80 and be updating his Instagram, maybe right. somebody was doing it for him, but he probably was like, take this picture real quick for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Take it for the gram, because I like how I look today. Listen, he put on his, just, he has his freedom shirts or his activist shirts, and he just be out there posing. But, mm-hmm. you know, guys, 
you're going to get into some trouble, get into some good trouble. It's true. It is very true. Um, lastly, on our update. So on July 14th, um, Tamika Mallory and her um, group. They, until Freedom. Until Freedom, right. They um, held a protest, a peaceful protest in um, Louisville in front of the Attorney General Daniel Cameron's house. Mm -hmm. And 87 people were arrested in charge of fucking felonies. Except the cops that Except killed her. Except the cops that <laughs> killed her. I mean, <laughs> go fucking figure. Uh, everybody but. Everybody but. The nigga was at... Excuse me, not to, I have to really work on not saying that word no more. <laughs> the cop was at the beach. Yeah, chilling with two bitches. Two bad bitches. <laughs> well, bad according to their standards, but um one girl was black. Was the, no the one with the one picture I seen was two white girls. Mm, I gotta go the fact that he was out at the beach though, chilling, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was um so there it was um YMB Corday. Mm-hmm. Yandy Smith, um, Portia, Portia Williams. I'm, I'm so proud of her. My son, that's his name. My son, um, he's a rapper. I think he's from the Bronx. Mm -hmm. I first saw my son, um, well, I first heard of him. Well, I saw him was at the um, 20 year anniversary of the uh, Million Man March in okay. DC. And I was like, oh my God, who is this man? Yeah. Like, he was like spitting hot fire and he wasn't rapping, but just, you know, like spoken word type mm -hmm. of shit. It was really dope. Um, and who else? Who's the other guy? Said he was a. Oh, he was an NFL player. Kenny. I don't know. But hold on. I got to get. I'll get it for you. Um, but um, yeah. Oh, here he is. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> oh, here's this guy. With the top knot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What is it? Oh, Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is his name. I don't know. I don't know. I Kenny Stills is his name. So, you know, Brianna, we're sorry this is taking so long, but. You but know. then to make it worse, did you. The, the felony charges? Like, how y'all yeah. gonna. Y'all really trumped up to felony charges? Felony charges. Yo, I woke up that morning. I was like, let me go ahead and send my money over to this fund. Word. I gotta get, you know, I didn't even know they were gonna. It was gonna go that far. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just go ahead. You yeah. Know, everybody's. Everybody can't protest. Everybody can't be on the front lines, but that's why we got to go to work so we could send our um, coins over there. Because it makes a difference. It um, does. The, this attorney general, but you you know what? Let me backtrack a little bit. It did open an investigation mm -hmm. into the mayor of Louisville right. and how the case was handled. So while it didn't arrest the officers who were charged, it did lead to an investigation being opened into the mayor saying that what like it was mishandled the case being mishandled okay um i don't know it just don't sit right with me you know my uncle and i were talking about this and i said the worst thing about the brianna taylor case is because they have no dirt on her right it's like y'all really trying to silence what's happening, and it's real upsetting to mm -hmm. me. And my homegirls yeah, out, home like, out here, like on some real shit, it's just bothering me. This girl did nothing wrong. She, you know, there's always a well. If you would have did this differently, if you right, did right, that, right. damn motherfucker, how was she supposed to sleep different? You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. So in my bed, this and I think that that's what's upsetting me the most. That is what's upsetting me the most. Right. It's like. Every time I think about Breonna Taylor, she ain't no different than any of us. We sleep every night. Right. So what makes it different that someone can show up and kill us? Yeah, man. She had no affiliation with that man. Yeah. And then they're saying that she was alive for at least five minutes right, after she right, was shot. Right. And that's what I was telling y'all. My uncle and I were having this conversation. I said, you know what bothers me? 
Her boyfriend fired one warning shot. Uh-huh. They lit that fucking apartment up. Never once came in. Uh-huh. Still hadn't even identified themselves. Damn. He had enough time to call 911, call her mama. Because think about it. He made all these calls after she was already shot. Uh-huh. So if y'all really was identifying yourselves, right. or did y'all just retreat back to the car from her ammo after y'all emptied y'all fucking clips on this girl? girl. So, I mean... You know, I'm speaking from emotion. I don't know how many shots were fired from each officer. You know, the tact, everyone wants to use facts, and right. that's cool. But the fact still remains is y'all fired shots after one shot was fired. And when there was no more shots fired and the smoke cleared, somebody could have ran in and administered that girl some fucking aid. Yeah. No, that seriously. bothers me. That bothers me so much. And it's just like, mm, okay, cool. You um, know? Whew. I digress. Yeah. It just, it, it just, the fact that she was still alive. Yeah. For those. For and y'all left her there to die. Y'all mm-hmm. don't give a... You know, the black woman, man. Mm-hmm. The black woman. The black woman. The black woman. The black woman. But here we are. Here we- okay. So we got our condolences, you know, our updates out the way. Shit is really... You know, this pandemic has everyone like going crazy in every different direction in every different direction so it's like from one extreme to the next absolutely like it's just extreme every (laughs) nobody's like just chilling everything is extreme so nick cannon um he has his podcast i forget what it's called um what's his podcast called he was on with um one of the members like one of the older members from Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. I'm not prepared because I don't know his name. What's his name? <laughs> Anyways, girl. So Nick Cannon was on his podcast. We're going to find a name. And he was uh, interviewing one of the uh, members, the former members of Public Enemy. We're going to find his name, too. Cannon's Class is the name of the podcast. Oh, Cannon's Class, right? He was interviewing Professor Griff. Professor Griff. Okay. So they were talking about... Um, you know, everything that's happening right now. So Nick got to talking about, um, melanated people, the melanated people. And he offended the white people cause he, um, he didn't call them like savages, savages animals. And they are, you know, I, I truthfully feel like they weren't offended until he said black people were the original Hebrews or yeah. Randall Drews. Right. Because you notice that it's not that he's Nick Cannon called white people savages. Right. It was anti-Semitic oh, comments. Once they <laughs> hit you with the anti-Semitic, it's a fucking rap. When I was watching it, I didn't watch the mm-hmm. um I I didn't see it when it was, you know, when it aired. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it until my mom was actually telling me about it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna look it up. And so as I was watching it, I was cracking up. I said, oh shit, Nick, you being too loud. They can hear Mm -hmm. you. You're being too loud. So they talked about in the podcast that um, Professor Griss views that Jewish people control the media, Mm -hmm. um, likening their power to the Rothschild family, banking scions who have long targets, who have been long targets of anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. So Whew. Nick Cannon's quote. This is what got him fired. Mm-hmm. It's never hate speech. You can't be anti-Semitic when you are the Semitic people. When we are the same people 
who they want to be. That's our birthright. We mm-hmm. are the true Hebrews. That got him fired. <laughs> y'all can play them clips about savages and all that shit. Right. No. There has been worse said. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Chris Rock just released the whole video. video oh, to, oh my god, that video is so funny. So it's to the the Hey Y'all that by uh, Andre Three Thousand. It's and he completely redid the video, but he has the same like little wig on, like moving his head, like He's shaking the hell out of that lace front, y'all. And it's called what's it called? Crackers. Oh, crackers. Yeah, y'all should go to Chris Rock's page. Shake them like they called you a nigga. <laughs> Go to his page and see that <laughs> shit. But um, yeah, when I was listening to it, I I was you know I watched the watched it, and I was like, damn, Nick, I hate it had to be you. So they Viacom fired him, um, and they said that he like refused to apologize or whatever, whatever. Nick Cannon has been with Viacom, so Viacom owns MTV, BET, VH1, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon um. Oxygen, not not oxygen. What's it called? Maybe it is oxygen. It's uh, I I country saved, music. I think I saved all the channels I will not be watching uh, anymore. The country music um, channel, country music TV, or um, whatever. So um, they oh they own all of that. You yeah. Know? So y'all know Nick Cannon has been um, Nickelodeon since. The end. Remember the end? Yes. That was my shit. Okay. He's been Nickelodeon since, 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 since. So, and he's done great things. He's been with them since he was 17. Yes. Almost over 20 years. Yes, because Nick Cannon is what, almost 40? Mm-hmm. So, here's the fucked up part. So, he wanted all rights to Wildin' Out. How about he found out after the fact that they, that Viacom um, paid for the copyright to the rights to Wildin' Out. So Wildin' Out does not belong to him. And he's been, the Wildin' Out has been on since like Ever. the early 2000s, you know? And so now they just filed for this um, copyright in 2019. So literally one year ago. So they was getting rid of Nick. They was looking for a way to get rid of him. And this just so happened that you, he didn't offended the Jews. And they got him the fuck up out of here. He got fired faster than Brianna, the t- people that killed Brianna Taylor. Listen, you was- know, so here's my thing. I'm a rock with Nick Cannon. Oh, regardless, because he's done too much for us not to rock right. with him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it's weird because Viacom fired him, but NBC he could still be the host for the Mass Singer. Weird, but okay. I don't think he can. Uh huh. Oh. Um. Well, the mass singer was his idea. He pitched that to them, right? So, it was wild. but it, the wild and out shit bothers that's, me. No, that's on so up. many different levels. Um, talking about Ryan Seacrest gonna be the new face. No, that was a that was. A, <laughs> Could you imagine? I love Ryan Seacrest, but he, no. that's not his lane. No way, that's not his lane. Um, so my challenge with all of this is, is that you know the next day. Well, when it happened, he released a statement. It was a long statement, but I read it because it was good. Yeah, so did I. Um, but then he went on further to apologize. Mm-hmm. What I understand... Okay, the apology to me doesn't have me feeling like Nick Cannon set trip. The apology to me is someone 
telling people, I mean to hurt your feelings. Right. And I don't think that there's anything that's ever going to be wrong with someone acknowledging that they hurt someone else's feelings and apologizing right. for how right, what right. I said made you feel Got it. as right. a community. Right. I don't, I didn't read anywhere where he said, I take back what I said. No, 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 no. What I read was I offended a community. And for that, I'm sorry, because that wasn't my intention. Right. And I don't see nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. There's absolutely nothing wrong. Now, if he was to shuck and jive, you know, who's a fucking shucking and jive. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, bitch ass. Like, come the fuck on. You know, like, Dwayne Wade, he feel like he about to get in with the LGBTQ. He about to get in with everybody but us. But y'all can have that because your girl just got fired on some yeah, and Nick Cannon said, like, I stand with my sister Gabrielle. She's got my 1,000% um, support and all of these things that he said, supporting Gabrielle Union. And then at first, uh, Dwayne Wade was like, um, protect Nick Cannon at all costs. Um, I'm staying with you. And then he comes back like, oh, I take that back because I, I heard what he said. Like, if you don't get your Well, and this is why people here, should be quick to do research instead of quick to react. You had an opportunity. Internet, if you were quick to make a statement without understanding what was said, you the goofy one. Right. Because the first thing I wanted to do was say, well, what the fuck did he say? But then I took it a step further and said, nah, I need context. Right. I need to see the whole interview. Right, right, right. Because I ain't going to make no decision based on a clip. We right. know how the internet chops and screws. Right. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. It's trashing. Dwayne Wade has really got to get his life. Listen. Like, because that was fucked up. I fucked with Gabrielle Union. I read her book and it was fucking phenomenal. And she, um, you can't be for everybody. You really have to stand on your pillars and your beliefs, mm-hmm. or you're going to sway in in any direction. And that's what happens with the Terry Cruises of the world. Y'all want to be for everybody. Everybody not for you. Stand firm in what it is that you believe, mm-hmm. and, and stop set tripping. Word. You know, to be lukewarm, you know, it's worse <laughs> than to be hot and cold. Okay, it really is. You will be spewed out. You cannot out. <laughs> straddle the fence. You, you can. cannot straddle the fence. So, you know, they said he sent, Nick Cannon sent out some cryptic messages hinting towards suicide. I don't think Nick Cannon will ever take his life because well, I he was like, have fun here on Earth. I've been saying Earth is a trashy ass planet. I'm waiting for the fucking aliens to come and beam me the fuck up out of here too. So beam me up, Scotty. No, I'm saying like just because he said he he went off this planet. I've been saying this planet been one star since the start of this pandemic. I mean, it's probably been one star before that, but right. I didn't pay attention to right, it. Right, right, right. And I want to go to the Soul Planet. <laughs> I mean, take me there, take me there. I want to go there. Mm. Take me there. You know where? Just take, take me to that great place where one never ends. Yeah. Yup. That's where I want to go. Sitting here thinking about yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> A word. It was yesterday that I'm thinking about. Yesteryear. Yesteryear. Yesteryear is what I'm. Nah, thinking I don't think about. McCann is gonna kill himself. I do think that the backlash is whack. I think that you know, realizing that you built so much stuff while and out in particular, realizing you, that's your baby. Right. And now somebody else literally swindled that shit. Yeah. You. Literally. That's enough to have me feeling like I want to off this planet too. Like everything you worked so hard for, they just, well, look at Tamar. Yes. Look yes, at Tamar. Yes. Somebody said, I, I read the tweets and it's true. There is no reason why the Brexit family value ain't up there with the Kardashians. Right. That was my shit. Mm-hmm. We are the Braxton. And you see. We are not like your ordinary fa-. So somebody tweeted to Tamar like, oh, Braxton Family Values on Netflix, blah, blah, blah. They should have been like the Kardashians. And she was like, yeah, but they don't want to talk about that. She was like, I wrote that theme song. I ain't see a dime. I didn't know Tamar wrote that shit. Mm-hmm. She's, I love her. They used to be making mad songs on the shows. Yeah. So. Bomb. 
So it's just like, look at look at Tamar. You get into these contracts with these people, you trust these people, and then they get you real fucked up. Mm-hmm. Although I think a lot of Tamar's bad business came from Vince, but hey, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know either way. Yeah, but you know, our, you know, we're gonna send out some prayers to her too because this life we live in right now. Yeah, no, it's very it's getting extreme. real thick. Like, it is. So it's like everything that you know is no longer that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Everything that you once knew, it's no longer. So it's like the freedom to come and go as you please. That's done. You know, how people were making money. Done. All those things have completely come to a halt. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So unless you are a fucking essential worker, then it's like everything is like a little Different. bit scattered. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you just kind of got to figure it out. And then, you know, me and my girlfriends, we talk um, at work. We always talk about, you know, how the celebrities, they are like going. And so my one friend, she goes, you have money. Like if us poor people, I mean, not poor, but if us regular people. Middle class, working class. Right, people. are figuring it out. Like we out here grinding, figuring it out. Y'all have, you have the money to live right but then it's like money don't buy you happiness right and so then it's like um money doesn't if you are depressed poor (laughs) if you get some money you're still gonna be depressed because you follow you wherever you go now if you're depressed because you don't have enough money to pay your bills and then you get some money and it's like okay but then if you don't if you got poor money management no matter if you got ten dollars or ten thousand dollars that shit is it's the same what they say new levels new devils yes it's gonna follow you so if you don't work on you at the bottom you you at the top gonna be the same i mean you at the top gonna be even worse off word you know so apparently tamar and her husband or her boyfriend were down to uh like maybe like the four seasons or something mm-hmm. in LA. And um she um it's kind of like probably like an accidental overdose. Mm-hmm. So she was mixing her liquor with her um antidepressants. Antidepressants, right. Sounds so, like a Hollywood cocktail to me. Sounds like a cocktail. She made it a little too strong. It's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate because you think like I mean I've never been into pill popping. Mm-hmm. I've never been into that. I've never I've never been into drugs because they scare me. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I just I want to be my weed. last drug. You know what I'm saying? Weed ain't never killed nobody. Listen. if you sit there and you don't go nowhere to be in a house, <laughs> it ain't never killed. Unless it was laced with some angel dust. Right. That's from the people that was trying to chase a, a higher high. Right. Give me some. Don't give me no boo. <laughs> to hell, meet, me between, meet me between some loud and boo. I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that boo, that shit, that's just dank. Like, I don't want none of that shit. Uh uh-uh, uh. And, you and I don't want it. no loud. Because, first of all, I feel like if I get pulled over, they're going to smell it from the trunk. Word. Meet me in the middle. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I want to be able to smell it through the Ziploc, but I want to be able to conceal it. Right. <laughs> you know? If I put it in a glass jar. Give me between <laughs> boo and loud. <laughs> What is that? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. I need give me a uh, a sativa indica blend. Okay. Give me a hybrid. A little hybrid. It's in the middle. You right? know what I'm saying? Boom. You know right what I'm saying? there. Right there. Listen. Yeah, so she um her boyfriend found her like unresponsive mm-hmm. and he called 911. The the um social media makes me so angry sometimes. It's like you wanna be like, damn, well what happened? And they give you everything, like they give you all the details. It was like, damn, I didn't want to know that much. I yeah, just... I haven't. I saw that he called nine one. Mm-hmm. I ain't listened to it because it was like, you know, and someone in her family. I just want to slap the shit out of them because 
after, you know, they said Tamar and Braxton's been rushed to the hospital, possible suicide mm-hmm. attempt. The next day it was like she sent this cryptic message to members of her family. Who the fuck released that to the media? Mm-hmm. The next day. I don't know if it was her family or the police, you know. Yeah. Damn, yo. Yeah, no, nothing's nothing's private. Nothing's private and nothing's secret. Like when you're on your lowest of the low, oh, that's why I could I don't ever want to be a celebrity. Like, let me be insta famous. I don't want to be up there with paparazzi following me. Like, let me just have my I want to walk into the store. They'd be like, who is she? I don't know. Girl. I don't know. I ain't never seen that lady a day in my life. <laughs> Sorry to this man. I don't want nothing to do with that shit. Just, I just want to uh, huh? count my dough. Yeah, that's it. Let me be old money rich. Nobody knows you. Nobody. You know, nobody. And that's yeah. fine. I want to be nobody. I'm cool. Somebody. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Um, so, you know, just keep Nick Cannon and Tamar at the, you know, keep them at the altar. What bothers me about the black community, right, is people just be like, oh, she should have never tried to kill herself. That's selfish. If y'all don't start identifying traumas, we're going to talk about that later. Please mm-hmm. keep that at the forefront of your memory. Right there. Trauma. Right at the front. Trauma. 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 Mm-hmm. T-R. <laughs> All right. Yo, Meg Thee Stallion got shot in the foot. And from what it seems like, it was multiple shots. Because she said bullets. Or maybe it was a bullet. Say, so, it don't even fucking matter. That shit going on my skin. Day, word. So on this day, her her best friend Kelsey mm-hmm. and fucking Tory Lanez, they done went down to the pool party. Don't at forget Kylie, Kylie was there. No, that, it was at Kylie Jenner's house. The pool party. Right? So they was down to the Instagram, you know, doing Insta stories or whatever. Everything looked they happily, like, they was having a good day. So, a couple hours later, <laughs> um, you see them getting pulled over, like, there was shots no, fired. No, no. A couple hours later, we see the reports. We didn't see the video until right, right, after right, 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 Homeboy right. posted bail. I was like, Tori, what? Meg Stallion in the hospital. Right. Tori Lane. Well, because it was real. It was real, like, big. It was like, yeah. it was like, Tori Lane's was pulled over, gun charges, um, Meg the Stallion was in the car, and then Kelsey's mom was like, because my daughter not speaking, and this shit is pissing me off, and I'm about to tell everything. Okay. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, bitch. And so, it was like, what's happening? So then, yeah. like, maybe like the next day, um, the video came out. Yeah. So you see Tory Lanez laying in the street looking like Woody from um toy story? toy story yes like completely laid out like the toys when they i saw meg limping right and then that was hard to watch no that was so meg got out the car her arms so her arms were in the air and you see her limping and every step she takes it you looks see, painful it's blood like you see oh. blood every step that she takes so then her best friend you see her and like she's yelling so then you see a different angle and meg's like doing her little step and her best friend's like, Megan, are you okay? Are you okay? And Tori's still laid out on the ground, like, you know. And I'm just like, damn. So then it's like, um, Megan got shot. Who shot you? Who shot you, so girl? I was thinking, like, maybe, like, somebody else shot, and then Tori Lanes was, like, defending her. And then, you know, you know, I was just, I just. Because then it's like, um, if you notice, they've been running around together since 
that Rock Nation brunch. Yes. They've been running around. So it's like, no, Megan, she too tall for him. Huh. Well, it seems like a lover's quarrel then went left. Yo. So she's refusing to cooperate with the police. Mm-hmm. So the police are opening, have now opened a dip and opened an investigation to try to figure out what, what the happened? fuck happened. Meg ain't speaking. Kelsey ain't speaking. Uh, Tory Lanez, I don't know. I don't think he can speak. Okay. <laughs> so Meg, um, it's really sad. What's fucked up is that people are really making fun. I don't think it's funny. Like that whole. Um, 50 Cent had released, he had put up a post and it was like the boys in the hood scene when Ricky got shot. Uh-huh. I don't think that that shit is funny. No. A woman being shot by a man, that shit ain't funny on any black person being shot by another black person ain't funny to me. Let's take it. I don't ever want to see a woman being shot by no man. I'm not going to laugh at that shit. I just, I can't. I can't. I don't like it. I can't. And it's just, huh. So Meg released a statement mm-hmm. on um it was like what six days ago what was that today's the twenty first I don't know I, girl, I have no idea she was like the narrative that is being reported about Sunday morning's events are inaccurate and I'd like to set the record straight on Sunday morning I suffered a I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention to physically harm me I was never arrested the police officers drove me to the hospital where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets. I'm incredibly grateful to be alive and that I'm expected to make a full recovery. But what it but it was important for me to clarify the details about that this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to my life and back to making music as soon as possible. What bothers me is that the black woman is the most mm-hmm. unprotected person on this planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty fucking sick. It's pretty sick. And then to see like people making jokes. jokes. That shit's not fucking funny. I can't. It's not funny. What I do know is I know her bodyguard. He's like, he trying to get his hand. Like, they really. Tori Lanez? I don't know. So I'm like, damn, did Tori shoot her? This is what I want to know. And honestly, let me tell you something. I don't never fuck with no short men. Uh-huh. And I've said this every time somebody That like, Napoleon syndrome is that real. That complex is really, they got to be the biggest personality in the room, the biggest temper in the room, the loudest voice in the room. They just need to be seen in the room. Look at Kurt Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, even from like the gospel perspective, right. look at Kurt Franklin. Yeah. Look how extra he be. Yeah. That Napoleon complex is serious, yo. Little stout it, man, you better yeah. go ahead, you fucking GI Joe. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Kevin Hart. Look, look, hello, and that's even from like a funny aspect. Mm-hmm. He's still the biggest personality in the room. You right. gotta compensate for something, right? And I don't want to hear nothing about his man parts being big because he's little, so everything's big. Well, that's not true. That's not true. He could be little with a little man part, or he could be little with a, a regular sized man part, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's so big." Well, I mean, if you sleep with this person and you, that's different. He, listen, I'm going to tell y'all something. Make sure that little man is healed. Them little men be having issues. Man. They've been little their whole life. When everybody else was shooting up, they stayed the same. That is enough to cause trauma. <laughs> trauma. But Paris to Meg the Stallion. And I just, this hood justice shit, bitch, speak your fucking truth. I don't believe in this snitching shit. You shoot me, I'm telling that's on that. Yeah. Don't shoot me. If you don't want to go to jail, don't, sh- don't, don't fucking, fucking shoot, me. shoot me. Period. Yeah. Put your little fucking gun away, you fucking G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh, shit. 
I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very upsetting. I don't. It's fucked up because it puts a woman, a black woman, you're put in like a super crazy situation because it's like, I mean, and this is if in the event Tory Lanez did shoot her, right? It's like, damn, this motherfucker shot me. And I don't even feel comfortable calling the cops on him because A, the media is, they're going to completely tear her apart. Because she is a black woman and she's tearing a black man down. Forget the fact that this black man shot me. Okay? Yes! <laughs> Forget the fact that he shot me. Right? And then it's like, oh, you taking him away from his kids. Oh, I don't know if he has kids. But, you, but know. you know, you it's, you put a black man under. No, he put himself under when he shot me. Right. Okay? Right, right. Mm-kay. You know, so it's like, um, so... You have to deal with that. And then it's like, oh, my God, but what if the police kill him? You know what I'm saying? What if, you know, there's a lot of things. And it's like, yo, the weight that the black woman bears is heavy. And nobody ever thinks about what if he would have killed her. Yeah. Like, yeah, we like y'all laughing about her getting shot in the foot. That's you can hit an artery. Word, a major artery. So, and what if she would have bled to death and they got her fucking uh, limping out the car. You know, it's fucked up. It's, it's trashy. Really it is very upsetting to me. I hate it. Um, so, girl, we talked about August Alcelina and his. Alcelina? <laughs> we what? talked. To, is it? It's Alcina? Alcina. No, I like to call Alcina. It, it's Alcina. August Alcina. So August Alcina sat down with Angela Yee and, you know, talked about his traumas and then talked about his relationship with Jada Pinkett and how it turned romantic and he experienced the greatest love ever, blah, 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 right? So Jada said she was bringing herself to the red table. So Jada (laughs) brought herself to the red table and her husband joined her. So Jada being the Virgo that she is, was just real calm and collected about it. Will Smith looked like he had fucking lasers beaming out of his eyeballs into the side of her face, and she was just cool as a cucumber. He wanted to slap the shit out of her when she was like, I was just an entanglement. He said, what's that? A relationship? (laughs) Bitch, say what it is. We here now. Right. So Jada said that she was in an entanglement, and Will was like, a what? (laughs) What the fuck? Like, what are you saying? Excuse me? Okay, excuse me? (laughs) A a relationship? And so it was like, all right, yeah. So, you know, so they tried to, like, smooth it over, and they was, like, calling him, like, by their pet name, Og, and, like, you know, it was just, like, really, like, and, you know, let me clear this up. The only person that can give permission to me is me. And Will was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't necessarily, but we were broken up and we weren't together and X, Y, and Z. Just say y'all have an open marriage. Let me tell you something. That bad marriage for life, y'all can keep that shit. Keep that shit right over there mm-hmm. with y'all and them weird ass kids y'all raising. Listen. Yeah. I'm not- That's why, let me tell you something. Jaden said, they got me fucked up, emancipate me. Jaden moved out at 16. He said, I don't got time for this shit. <laughs> you, Willow, Gammy, with your husband's <laughs> dad, mom. He probably went to go stay with Sharif. Listen, he said, I need a little bit like, of Trey, can I come with okay. you? Trey, your mama married to the pastor. Can okay. I come down Shit. Like, y'all got me, like, y'all bugging. Y'all got me fucked up. And I don't have time for this. But um, w- um, 
I don't. Little Wayne has a, a is it a podcast, a vlog, a, a something, and so whatever August went on there, and he said that they was lying. Like Will was lying about not giving permission. I mean, because at first I thought they was gonna get on this red table talking. None of that happened. I thought they was gonna, you know, mm-hmm. but no, they were very open about, mm-hmm. you know, they. She was. Will and Jada getting on the red table talk is the definition of getting in front of it that I mentioned that Nia, Nia Long should have did in that movie. Get in front of it. Well, they well they didn't get in front of it because he had already spoke about it multiple times. Like he talked but who's about the it? more credible source. Who who people's the media no, that's and true. society gonna go with? No, that's further? true. Which is fucked up. But this is I say this to say right. Leave married people alone. Let married people cheat with other married people. Period. And that's it. That's it. Leave the married <laughs> people alone. Like, because what's going to happen is, is they got a different type of bond. You know what I'm saying? And they've been together for 20 plus. Bad marriage for life. Listen. <laughs> so it's like, you know, Will going to go. I can't remember the girl name. He going to go and be with his little Spanish girlfriend. Because that bitch done been on vacation with them too. You know, I used to follow this blog. She didn't turn her blog into a um, fee. Yes. Yeah, I love her social justice fee. site. She's not with the shit no more. She's turned her um, gossip in the city into uh, like yeah. a, a social justice. She's right? catching Karens. She is catching Karens left and right. But a long time ago, before she even came up with this <clears throat> paid blog that she has, like where you got to subscribe mm-hmm. and pay and all of that shit, she used to hit us with the T. And Will Smith had this same girlfriend for a long time so back when so these four years ago mm-hmm. when jada in august was entangling will was doing his own thing he was tangled up too. he was tangled up too so you know it's fucked up that they are able to now discredit everything that he said because it's will and jada mm-hmm. i don't know again leave the married people alone if you single, stay in your single lane. You cheat with another single. Period. If you're married, if you don't fuck with the married people. Listen, Period. Been there, done that. Period. I was August and I was seeing everybody was looking at me stupid. It's like, well, wait, this really happened. But you're no longer credible because they together like, well, no, because we said it didn't happen. Or however, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Period. So leave the married folks alone, y'all. Okay, and last on our list. Brother Kanye West. So he said he was running for president and then he took it back, but then he hosted a rally. He filed. He filed with the um the FEC. So when he first said it, he hadn't filed. There was nothing was filed or whatever. And so it was right around so it, it was right around primary season, like primaries time, and it was just like, well, I mean, he didn't even file yet. He's just blowing smoke, whatever. But the motherfucker filed and then hosted a rally with no mask. I see not a mask in sight. Maybe in the crowds. Maybe what we did. I also didn't really. When I saw that he hosted a rally, I said, damn, you know, it's a lot of things that he could have put his money towards. Yeah, man. A whole there lot. There are families who are not eating right now because they don't. They can't afford to. There are people losing their jobs. Yeah. About to be evicted. He definitely does take care of Chicago, though. He does a lot in Chicago. Yeah. You could have threw that money into that shit too. Yeah. I mean, I just look at you really wasted money. So it's really sad because so Kanye West told us a couple years ago that he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, 
Right. And then that's when he talked about he got the lipo because he was feeling too fat. You know, he's also married to a fucking Kardashian. So Kardashian, he needs to link up with Lamar to see how Lamar was able to shake that shit off of him. You know, it's crazy because I see Kim trying to like distance a little bit. Even Courtney, I feel like they see that that shit is fucked up. Yeah. And it, I don't really see the franchise furthering on. Mm-hmm. Chloe, whatever. But Kim, it's like, damn, she is a Kardashian, but she really is working hard in the background. Oh, well, and I with can respect her like, that. police reform Yeah, stuff I can respect that. that, but it's like, that curse on these black men is just real prevalent. But yeah. see, Kanye, when people be like, fuck him, I just look at the fact that that boy doesn't have a parent left in this world. Right. And I don't no, think anyone... No, I think his dad is still alive. That nigga don't want him. It's a difference to have a parent alive that wants you versus one, you know, a parent dead that wanted you versus right. one that's alive that don't give a fuck about you. And even if they care about you now, you still gonna question the fact that would you rock with me if I wasn't Kanye West? Right. So it's like, he ain't been right since Donda died. Yeah, it's very, 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 very unfortunate. Um, oh, God. So his dad, Ray West, he's a former Black Panther, and he was one of the first Black photojournalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that um, his dad is, like, around. Because I've seen pictures of his dad when they when he goes to Chicago mm-hmm. with his other family and like all of mm-hmm. that shit, you know? But um yeah, it's really sad. Like when you you think back, like if you you lose your mom to like a fluke accident. You know what I'm well, saying? Was it really a fluke when you fly to South America to get like like to get plastic cosmetic surgery. Right. After the doctors in America told you they would advise against it. Right, right, right. But I mean, mm-hmm. nobody thought she they, She didn't think she was going to die. You know the what I'm saying? in America knew she would. Well, okay. That's neither here nor fucking there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah you right. know? So it's like, you don't think like you're going to die. You're like, oh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just to have the surgery done, cosmetic surgery. So she was alive for a while. She didn't die on the table. She yeah. died like, you know, From complications. complications, right? From the surgery. He hasn't been the same since. At all. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so to have, he probably had a, fu- well, it's clear he had a fucking psychotic break. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So all of these things have happened to him. He gets with this Kardashian. He's got to live his life in, in the, the media. In the media, everything you do is fucking scrutinized, right? And then you are a fucking Gemini. So it's like, you're like, up and down. So not only is your zodiac sign of flip flop flip floppy, your uh mental disorder takes you from a super high to a super fucking low. And if you listen to him and you watch him talk and you listen so I didn't watch the um I didn't watch the rally. I didn't see. I just watched little clips earlier. I saw the black girl um that said that basically said that he you know, like verbally attacked her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched her talk about, you know, what happened. And it's just like, it's really sad. Like people, they laugh at him. They make fun of him. They air quote cancel him. And it's just like, if y'all knew anything, y'all could see that this he is man spiraling. is spiraling like so fast. And so he's tweeting 
it's so funny when he gets onto Twitter. It's like, oh God, Father, help us, because he's about to um, lose it. Yeah, he's about to go freaking crazy. So he's like a a Twitter rambler. You know what I'm saying? Like he just like he just be going off, yo. And it it the fact that it's not even clear, like it's not even a clear journey in what he's saying. Right, it's like, right, right. Yeah, he's all over the place. There's a lot going on in his mind right now. Um, it really is. So I'm I have the tweets up. Okay, here they are. So um. He says, like, okay, so basically, so he broke down and said that um, his mother saved his life because his father didn't want him. His father wanted his mother to get an abortion, right? So that's what he was saying, that the dad didn't want him. The dad didn't want the mom to go through a pregnancy. So in turn, um, he talked about his experience with his firstborn, and he said that Kim was going to get an abortion. He said that she had the abortion pills and she decided not to take them. And he wanted her to get an abortion, you know, and she decided not to. And so I'm sure. So he talked about it there and then he then went and tweeted about it like mm-hmm. after the fact. And homeboy, I mean, homegirl is like completely done is what it seems like. She's not returning his calls. His her mom is not returning her calls, his calls, and so Kanye don't so want to. So the Kardashians mad that they can't, he can't keep something private. Right, right, right. It's life. Yeah. So he's tweeting, Chris and Kim call me now. So then he reposted the uh, text message. The text message, and then he said, West children will never do Playboy. <laughs> so now he's taking shots at Chris, and then he said Kim was trying to fly to Wyoming with a doctor to lock me up, like on the movie Get Out, because I cried about saving my daughter's life yesterday. NBC locked up Bill Cosby. I love my wife. My family must live next to me. It's not up to E or NBC anymore. Um, and so other celebrities are weighing in. Javante, little boxer man that yoked his girlfriend up. Mm-hmm. I mean, his big mom. Mm-hmm. She said he says instead of laughing at Kanye, help Kanye. Yeah. And so one of the fans says, "How the fuck are we gonna help him, Javante?" And so <laughs> somebody else said, "Bro, all these blue check mark checkmates check marks <laughs> keep saying help him like we got his phone number." Or something. <laughs> I cracked up. Yo. <laughs> I said, yo, we can't take nothing serious. But what I did like seeing is that um Dave Chappelle dropped, jumped on a plane. Yeah. Like, nah, he not about to let this happen. He yeah, because this- Dave Chappelle was once there. Yeah, he and knew. He said, this Hollywood shit is, remember when Dave uh, turned down another season of, what was like $600 million mm-hmm. and went to fucking, he took his Asian wife and his kids to uh, Africa. That's it. And said, go we out here. The rock because it'll, you know, that's why you just mentioned it. People be thinking it's so easy to be up at the top. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. You are surrounded with people who genuinely don't give a fuck about you. It's you true. are a job to them. You are a job. You are a dollar sign. And if you, when you get to, um, <laughs> yo, <laughs> my neighbors, <laughs> <laughs> they jam right so now. What? They, they having a session. A whole session. So they play live music downstairs and, you know, whatever. 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 <laughs> We all at home right now. <laughs> so um, it's really unfortunate to watch such, to, to watch this happen. You know, the thing people say, it's like, oh, why don't he just go get help? If he don't think he got a problem, how are you supposed to get help? Did you tell your uncle that I live in the basement to go get help? 
black mental health is just oh guys we really got to do the work yeah no you it's we really got to do the work yeah and then it's like it's don't laugh at people yeah help them like motivate them educate them sometimes right. they don't really honestly if you sit some gems in some people and let them think about it at a later time they'd be like well maybe am i really that's the first step right that's right, the right. first step but i mean if you're a narcissist and you just you know that's a whole nother that's thing. another topic you know what i'm saying <laughs> That's a whole different thing. So, you know, keep your cousin Kanye, keep cousin Ye at the front of the um, Congress. Like, you know, keep him at the pulpit, at the altar. Lift everybody, lift this country, lift this ghetto ass planet up in prayers. You know, I saw a post the other day that was like, I wonder how Canada feels. What the fuck? Canada probably feels like they live in an apartment under the meth lab, over the meth lab. (laughs) It's true. I was talking to my, you know, soon to be ex co workers today. And it was like, Damn, soon to be asked. word. It was like, I was like, y'all think Canada gonna take us? She was like, no, they're not. I said, but we're refugees. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She was like, because some lady, when the pandemic got thick, this lady quit. She resigned two weeks after the first round of layoffs. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm going back to New Zealand. Bitch, she got a job, a good ass job. Yeah. Because they opened it back up. Yeah. Her husband moved back out there. She left his fuck, blow this popsicle stand. <laughs> word. Word to my mama. It's um, it's unfortunate. It is really unfortunate that, um, what's happening. Um, I'm telling y'all, but mental health is at the forefront of all this shit. Yeah, it is. Listen, let me tell y'all. I said at the beginning of these hot topics that everything is extreme, and every single thing down this list is fucking extreme. Niggas getting shot, niggas about to take their life, niggas out here ranting, niggas. It's just too. Thick. It's really thick. It's just crazy. Life as we knew it. Um, two years ago, shit, life as we knew it six months ago is no longer. No, I was getting real ghetto six months ago. Cause remember Kobe died? It was getting real ghetto. No, six you months right. Ago. It was getting real ghetto six months ago. Twenty twenty came through like hi, yeah, you know when <laughs> yo, you know the picture of the girl stepping into the new year like yes. she's stepping up. Yes, and the other girl was like, excuse me, sis, like I got. <laughs> Excuse me. Going back to 1986. Like, take me back. See. Take me back. It's really, it's really, really <laughs> trashy. But I think that, you know, with all of the things that are going on, I do think that this time has, you know, given us, sat us the fuck down. We didn't have a choice. And the people that refuse to sit down. I'm the ones who are really feeling the repercussions of yes. all this. Like, you know, it's, and I agree. It, I, too, suffer with sitting down. Mm-hmm. However, me, I'm kicking it. Nah, I sorry, y'all. That's my my alarm to take my allergy medicine. Um, <laughs> but sitting down is hard. Yeah, it you is. have to deal with you. you. You have to deal with you. Keep that right there in the front of your head, because when we talk about this trauma, trauma, we gonna talk about it. So that wraps up our hot topics. Keep all of our good brothers and sisters at the top of your prayer list. You know, keep us all there. Listen. All of us, all of us. We Whoa. all need there. We need all the prayers. Not the prayers. You y'all know them prayers I'm talking about. We need the good ones. We need the good ones. All right. So we'll get right into our hot topic. I mean, what the fuck? Now listen, right? <clears throat> you know, we talk about sitting the fuck down, and every time something happened, I'd be like, you know, we still under quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> right. This past week. You know, Atlanta saw a significant. Atlanta was the first state to open back up. Like right. they played Russian roulette with their people. Like they really yeah, they opened really back did. up quick. A lot of people had to decide whether or not they were going to stay closed. But Atlanta, Atlanta was one of the first states to open back up after Georgia. shutting down. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now, 
shit done spiked. Mm-hmm. They don't went ahead and, you know, mandated masks, which to me, I just feel like it's a no brainer. Y'all want to go back outside? Wear the mask. Right. Wear the mask. I, I don't get what the big deal is, but you know, the government, the governor Kemp, you know, he must be, he, Trump must got something on him because mm. he really be trying to prove that he is his biggest lapdog. Whatever. Y'all know this man filed a lawsuit against the gov- the mayor of Atlanta? Miss Keisha? Lance Bottoms? Keisha Bottoms. Listen, homegirl tested positive. Her and her family tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. And she decided, you know, she's about to mandate the mask and go back to phase one, shut some stuff down. And you know, doing what any good mayor would do right. to, in the rise of keeping her city safe. Right. And homeboy sue her. You Damn. took, in the midst of a pandemic when people are losing their jobs, families can't eat, people are losing family members, people are literally dying. Whether you think the numbers are inflated or not, somebody died from COVID. Whether right. you feel like every death is classified as COVID, a lot of people died in one day. Right. No, <laughs> in one up. hospital. A lot of people was dying a right. lot in one day. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, you really took some taxpayer dollars to go take your happy ass down to some courthouse and file a lawsuit? That's so shitty. I just, you know, it, it behooves you as a politician to keep your people who voted you in office right. safe. The same people, and you know what kills me? Y'all got a problem wearing a mask, but ain't nobody got a problem wearing a hood. <laughs> yeah, word. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> Talk about it. Oh, you mad because your eyes still out? Right. Then say you want to wear a hood out in public right. because we know y'all wearing it at night. But you know, I digress. They might dig this up in twenty years and fire me from Viacom. <laughs> I don't want no problems. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> it's all right. We'll be working for Nick's network. You right. You right. So you know. Um, but it just it's it's really ignorant. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's when I saw that, it was really like, really? What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? The lawsuit is on behalf of Atlanta business owners and their hardworking employees. Bitch, what? Yeah. You can't be hardworking if you're dead. This is true. So, you know. This is true. I mean, what the fuck? Like, you just gonna, you gonna sue me? You gonna sue the city? You're going to take my hard-earned taxes mm-hmm. and flip it for some bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's ghetto, and I don't like it. It's real ghetto. All right, we're going to take a quick break really quick, and we're going to come back and talk about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's time to get personal. Let's get personal. Ooh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. y'all so all episode we've been talking about trauma trauma meek mill got a good song called trauma it's true it's true it's very true you know life we have experienced a lot of trauma from growing up wherever think okay think about it right i remember when i was in um elementary school Mm -hmm. a girl got stabbed on the front steps of our school right before school that's crazy elementary school who the fuck stabbed her girl the school only went up to the fifth grade it was it wasn't even a middle school so you got to think about shit like that yeah um getting used to seeing crackheads right that's not normal 
It's not. That's not normal, but we're made to normalize that shit. Like, um, I can't even imagine being African back in the 90s, being called an African booty An scratcher. African booty scratcher. Like, it was. That's. But think about that shit. I remember we had this girl in my class and like, you know, I think she was first generation American. Her parents did her dirty though by giving her that Jerry curl. <laughs> they didn't know. They they didn't though. Mm-hmm. And I think that that might have been a thing for them. I don't know if she had just came or she had been here. She was born here. I don't remember. Um, but I remember she used to get it. Like they used to. <laughs> you could forget about the Haitians. We I don't I, I didn't grow up around no Haitians. Yeah. No, not in New Brunswick. It was um we had a lot of Puerto Ricans, a few Africans. And just blacks. I don't. We were. I remember being the only West Indian person in my class, mm-hmm. and everybody thought we was Jamaican. Y'all ignorant. I just want to say that. <laughs> Where y'all from? Jamaica. Y'all know that's not the only island in the Caribbean. I just want to say that. Y'all real ignorant. Trauma having to not say or think about it like this. When I would when I would tell them it's four of us as far as our siblings, mm-hmm. and we got the same mother and father. Right. Niggas be like, what? trauma (laughs) so i think about so my childhood was really like it was like really rough you know like i had a you know i come from a loving family but shit was fucked up Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so you think about the things that you experience as a child Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying the things that you see and the things that you experience that shit shapes you into the person that you become as an adult. So I always say, um, my cousin and I, we talk about this all the time. It's like, you are battling demons. You're fighting demons that you don't need, that don't even fucking belong to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because these are things that are like, tr- like generational, you mm-hmm. know, they talk about in the Bible, the generational curses, yeah. things like that. It's like the things that happen like in your Like, I talk about this with my mom. I'm like, you know, I say, I'm healing. I'm trying to heal myself from things that my grandmother experienced that I've never, I don't even know fucking happened. But just passed down These emotional things Mm -hmm. that are passed down from my grandmother to my mother to me. And it's like, I am work. I'm doing the work to break those chains. You know what I'm saying? To break those curses so that I don't pass it down to my son or if I ever have another child to my daughter. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that. So it's like, these things that you experience, mm-hmm. you don't even know how it fucks with you because yeah. you we suppress it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we talked about like how Naya Rivera's four-year-old basically watched, not watched his mother, but essentially watched his mother die. Watched his mother die. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he or may perish rather perish, right? We may, he may not remember everything. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that you you'll never forget those yeah. visuals. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or you may not remember exactly what happened, but you never forget how it made you feel. You know yep. what I'm saying? So I think it's very important to talk about, you know, like how I said earlier, everything is so extreme right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, and especially um, having to, sit at home it's quiet you know what i'm saying like the world there came and when it was like mid-april 
the world was fucking quiet. Yeah. Like I would go outside or open my windows oh, and it was so quiet. Birds there tripping. was no no the birds in my neighborhood be tripping. Okay. <laughs> These birds be bugging. But you know, it was like the world was so quiet. It was just you and you're just alone with your thoughts. Like you alone, you're home with your kids, you know. We all love our kids. Mm-hmm. We want to send them um, munchkins to school. Y'all, let me tell you. So, you know, I've been, this is another episode, mm-hmm. pandemic effects. But anywho, I've been taking off time from work. And um, this past Friday, I took off. And I try to, you know, keep, my kid's dad and I have worked out a really good arrangement during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's been awesome. So no one feel, we haven't, there's never been an overwhelming feeling that a lot of parents have been right, feeling. Because right, right. we split our children. Right. Um. And it's good for the both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this past Friday, you know, I kept the kids home with me. And they usually go with their dad. But when I'm off from work, you know, I just keep them with me. Mm-hmm. It's easier. And I, I want to kick on my babies. We right. ain't doing shit. Right, right, right. So I was talking to their dad. And I was like, well, I told them that daddy needs a break. And he was like, don't tell them that. And honestly, it kind of took me by surprise. Because I thought, you know, sometimes we our communication has been getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, I don't want my children to, he's like, you don't ever want the kids to feel like we don't want them around. So maybe choose different words. Because when you say daddy needs a break, it translates to y'all are overwhelming daddy. Y'all are stressing daddy out and all that other shit. And I was like, I could have possibly just said, mommy wants to kick it with you today. Because then that would have been like, oh, my mom wants to hang out. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's so true that you don't want, like, we don't even know we're self-consciously doing this type of shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I tell them they stress me out sometimes. Yeah. And now I see Eva telling Juju that she he's stressing her out. Uh, stressing me out, Juju. Now that's funny. Because be Eva is out. a little lady. But it's just important to take um take those things into consideration. Like I don't think that people really think about what they've experienced as a kid. Like you think back about it and it's just kind of like, oh yeah, like my childhood was lit or it was whack or it was this, it was that. But it's like the small things that That happen. So for me, my biggest, I have a really bad problem with rejection. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really stem from like anything. I feel like things that have taken place in my adult life have perpetuated right. my challenge with the rejection. Mm-hmm. But it's like, so I, you know, I, I do therapy and I remember um, this year when, when we entered into the new year, my goal was to really start, stop talking about surface shit. Right. Cause I'd go in there and talk about my week. Right. Right. But right. that's not why I'm here. Right. I'm here because some shit happened, you know? And, um, you know, we started to talk about rejection and I started to go back into my childhood as to like the whys. And I remember my parents, they had us young, mm-hmm. but not young in today's standards. Cause today's standards young is like 15, 16. Right. To me, I think 22 was young because yeah, I remember what I was doing. Exactly. Yeah. So my parents, no, my mom had me at 21. She had just turned 21. They were all under 30. Right. right. And I think about me under 30. I think about men I've dealt with under 30 right. and I just be like, mm that was real yeah i mean shit i had king at 27 and i still felt like i was i was ill prepared yeah i mean ditto (laughs) shit i still feel ill prepared i'm 34 so i remember when we were younger my dad on saturdays we had you know one car this two car shit new right back in the day it was one car for the household one car per capita Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my dad had a really bad habit of like um 
he he would get up and get dressed and we used to rush to like get ready because we knew if we was ready when he was walking out he would mm-hmm. take us mm-hmm. and it was always a good time with my dad like right. he'd be in the streets hanging out with this person that person whatever but if we wasn't ready in time he was leaving or he'd be like i'll be right back oh gosh girl mm-hmm. and there'd be times he'd be like i'll be right back and he done went to New York for the day. Yeah. So my my parents, I remember they used to do that. They would say, "We gonna we gonna be right back." Like we just go into the store. And, oh, bring me some chips. Bring and you me. waiting up for that shit, and you don't. And they were going like, to the club, literally. Uh, to no, they were literally going to the club. <laughs> I remember one night. This is funny. They went to the club. I was a little older. So I knew they they were going out, but my sister was like, she's four years younger than me. So I may have been like eight. So she Mm. was, no, she was a little bit. Now just, she had this thing about a pacifier for a long time. Like she was one of those too big to have a pacifier, but give her her fucking pacifier. So she might've been like three and my parents were like, we going, we going, we going to come back. And so they knew that she didn't have a pacifier because they were taking it from her, you know? Mm-hmm. Child, they came home about two o'clock in the morning. Sis was still sitting up like... The nerve. Where's my pat pat? Because they told her they was going to buy her a new one. I remember this so vividly. <laughs> Child, my parents had to go back out to the fucking 7-Eleven and now we wide awake and we like, we want to go. So they was probably... Fucking pissy drunk, okay, <laughs> coming from the club. Now we down to 7-Eleven and we in our pajamas uh, talking about stuff. She getting a pacifier and I'm getting a fucking slurpee. Yeah, no, that was just a little quick. Yo, thing. but for real though, and that's why like, you know, as I tell this story, I be thinking about all the times where I tell my kids I'm going to be right back. And it's a little thing because it happened to us. Right. But now I look back like, I'm gonna stop. Yeah, no, no, I don't even. I don't even tell. I never told King I'll be right back. I'll say, "Mommy's going out. I'll be home later." You know. So I used to do that with my kids because it was really hard to get my children to go with other people because yeah. they were King so too. close to their grandma and stuff. Uh huh. So like, even to my sister's house, I used to have to sneak out, and I hated doing it because I felt like they should see me leave. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. I shouldn't have to send them to the bathroom and then they because then I feel like that's abandonment. Yes, that is. But I would have, yo, right. they used to chase me down to the door. Oh, I did that to my mom. I yo, did. they used to really chase me down to the door and like give my sister such a hard time. So I would try to like sneak out. But in hindsight, you know, I just feel like that was the worst thing I possibly could have done. I hope they don't remember it. It was younger. <laughs> now I just feel like, all right, mommy's leaving. And they be like, all right, right. where are you going? Out. I just feel like the street. <laughs> we so ghetto. You know? Um, but, um, yeah, so you don't realize that you have those um those traumatic I have so my um I have separation anxiety. Mm. I have really bad separation anxiety. What do you anxiety. think that would So um my mom was a young mom. Mm-hmm. My mom was in the street, she fucking kicked it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when my mom would leave, I would like freak out. Like freak out like I remember like wrapping myself around her arm like my arms and legs around her leg and she would be dragging me across the floor like I would like freak out and then like um you know as I got older um growing up in California motherfuckers was gangbanging so I started losing friends like dying getting shot then I had a boyfriend when I was 20 
and he got into a car accident and died. You know, so then it's mm. just like I have these. Whenever somebody goes out, the fear of them not coming back. Yo, it's sickening. It's really crazy. So it's just kind of like um, it started stemmed from childhood, you know, and then, you know, my biological father, like he was here. He would tell me he was that type of nigga like, I'm going to be there at such and such time. And that nigga would never show up, like literally never show up. So it's just like those. So then that's like rejection. That's like yeah. separation, anxiety, you know, all of these things. So it's like. Now, you know, I've been in therapy for over a year now, so I'm getting, you know, better with, with, you know, at dealing with these things. But it's just kind of like, um, I can't allow these things to, you know, to trigger me. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially like the separation anxiety, it's like sick. It's really sick. For me, the rejection is sick. And honestly, it's like I said, it's only been perpetuated in my adult life because right. This whole ghosting yeah. culture that we have, it's trashy. No, it's really bad. And it's like dating in now, like, you know, you guys have been on my dating journey with me. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, have we? <laughs> and it's like, you'll be talking to somebody, y'all be kicking it every day, and then it'll they be gone. Yeah. That is like, for me, it's such a bad trigger because then mm-hmm. it's just like, you start to, not that I ever feel like I did something wrong. Right. What went wrong? Because yeah. people don't communicate with you. Mm-hmm. Men don't come out sometimes, not all men, the men I've encountered won't come out and say, well, you know, I'm dating quite a few people. Right. Even when you ask them, yeah, I'm yeah, dating yeah. quite a few people and it didn't pan out. I'd rather you hurt my feelings, quote unquote. With your honesty. Because I will respect you as a person. Yeah. Give me the option to choose. I mean, if we're just dating, we're not sleeping together and we're just dating and you tell me that you're dating a couple other people. Who am I going to be mad? May the best man win. I like, this is what I like. Right. So if you're going to date this person while you're dating me, don't let me like feel like. I'm the only one. I'm not. And don't. No, make me feel like I'm the only one. No, no. I don't want to, honestly, to be honest, I'm at the point in life where should I enter into dating world, which I probably would just be cool on some shit for a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I want to date intentionally. Right, right, right. So you have to uh, find people, you have to date people. Who- like I won't even get past, what's the point of us going on dates? We could just talk for a long time if this is, you plan on having a roster. Right. We don't even have to entertain each other with our company because you know when you start being around people, feelings grow. Oh yeah. And while you're in that stage, I don't even. That's why just, I say, "May the best man win." You can hit my line. <laughs> you stupid. My phone. Um, I'm okay with that. I, 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 I don't know. I was like a weird dater. I was definitely like when I was dating, may the best man win. You know, because it's like you can't put all your eggs into one basket. But that's a topic for another. Um, Back to trauma. <laughs> Back to trauma. Okay, so you guys know we like a list. So just, you know, over the past couple of days, um, just dealing with different people and different shit, you know, and it's like you see people because I, I'm, we're actually, you know, like doing the work yeah. to heal, to move. I just saw a meme that kind of made me laugh a little bit. I'll find it and I'll um, pull it up. Um, You know, actually doing the work to 
work through some shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that you can give yourself, give your kids so that you can be your best self to go out into the world and to have healthy relationships, healthy friendships, healthy romantic relationships, healthy relationships with your children, with your friends, with your family members, you know what I'm saying? Just to be a healthy person Mm -hmm. for your own mental health, you know, because if it's like, if you can't get yourself together, everything else is going to be in turmoil because if you can't center yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause we can only control ourselves. Right. Like, and our reaction to things and right. how we handle things. Well, that's the same shit, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, it's like we can only control us. So it's like once you get you together, mm-hmm. it's like you feel like you can conquer the fucking world because it's like you're in complete control. You're no longer allowing your past to, um, predict your future right you know what i'm saying you're no longer allowing the things that have previously hurt you the people that have hurt you mm-hmm. you uh, like you're working on letting that shit go so that you can move forward without all your fucking bags like mm-hmm. you don't have to be a bag lady anymore you know what i'm saying what erica say bag lady you, you gonna, gonna hurt miss, your bag. You gonna miss your bus too. Dragging all them bags. Like you can hurry up. Cause you got too much you stuff. You got too much stuff. So it's like you have to work through that shit. Let it go, let it go, let it go. So you can let it go. <laughs> you gotta work, you gotta work through that shit so that you can let it go and be your best. It's self. an uncomfortable process. Oh, let me tell you something. It hurts. Okay. There's lots of tears. There's lots of you're angry, you're sad, you're happy, you're mad. You know, you go through the whole wave of emotions when you're trying to work through this shit and you're trying to break down all this shit, you know? Mm -hmm. You're trying to break it down so that you can move to the next phases. So Psychology Today um, has an article. It's um, by... Um, Andrea Brandt, she's a PhD MFT. Motherfucker. <laughs> so um, it's um, nine steps to healing childhood traumas as an adult. Um, so hold on, let me get to it. Let me get to it. So the first one is grounded, right? So whatever your trauma is, whether it's a big or small Whatever it is that's bothering you, you know what I'm saying? And this is to actually like do the work, you know what I'm saying? Not something, I guess not in the moment, but like. So you got to prepare, like any job, you prepare yourself to do the work. So the grounded, what I gather from it, right, Mm -hmm. is you allowing yourself to be present, to be grounded. Meditating is very hard because sitting alone with yourself, Mm -hmm. no distractions, disconnected, literally grounded you feel you are connected to the ground right you don't got to be sitting on the ground Mm -hmm. you just got to be still that is the whole a lot of times we suppress our feelings because we keep going right that's why this pandemic has been very hard for a lot of people because they've had to just be still right um that's the most important step it's probably gonna be the hardest step yeah i think so i think to sit there with yourself in silence Mm -hmm. to pull that shit up Mm-hmm. I think that is the hardest part because it's like, this is the thing that you've been running from. Yep. If it's a big one, 
you know, so, you know, extreme, like, um, the funny uncle got funny with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's huge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's huge. So you have to come, like, you got to face that shit. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. head on, you got to face it. So the second one is recall it, right? So think of a situation that you've been upset with recently. Find something that provoked a mild to strong reaction or that would have if you didn't feel emotionally numb. Review what happened in as much detail and imagine yourself back in time. Experience it all again. Experience it. It's kind of like, imagine you're in a nightmare. And I always tell, like, when I have a bad dream, I make, subconsciously, I go back to that dream. Mm-hmm. I recall every step of that dream. Because some things scare me out of my sleep. Excuse me, death in particular. Right. I don't want to experience death in my dream. Death doesn't mean, death in your dream don't mean death in real life. So right. I have to go back and try to live out my story right. as to what's happening in this dream. We call it. You got to really go back and relive everything. Right. It's tough. Yeah. But relive it. Um, the next step is sense it. Uh, deep breathing. Spend a moment in quiet relaxation. Then mentally scan your body for any senses. Um, observe your physical response to mm-hmm. it. Are you tense? Are you sweating? Um, tingling, tightness, heart racing experience that feeling allow yourself to feel it. we don't let ourselves feel shit especially Mm-mm. as black people yeah you know it's just tough <laughs> <laughs> all right name it is it making you angry is it making you sad is it making you feel weird mm-hmm. like what is it doing to you the what anxiety your right. butterflies in your butterflies in your stomach <laughs> what is it doing name what's happening Making you wanna vomit. Love it. <laughs> yes. Now this is a hard one. This is hard. We are so not allowed to feel. No, it's we're not, not okay to feel. You're not allowed to. But it's okay. Love yourself for feeling whatever you feel. Yeah, it's like okay. I love myself. Like I love myself while I'm going through this stuff. I don't hate myself because a lot of times we take what has happened to us and we turn it. I should have done X, mm-hmm, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I hate myself for being so weak in that moment that I allowed mm-hmm. uh, him or her to control me. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I hate myself for that. You know be kind. We have to be kind to us. We forgive Ray Ray broke ass all the time, but <laughs> don't forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. I hate using those uh <laughs> Ray broke ass. You know that's Ray old ass um, no more. That's um the old Kanye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what's next? Feel it and experience it. Sit with your emotions and then your senses and that I like that word percolate. Percolate. It's time for the percolate. Allowing um letting those feelings percolate and flow. Don't try to hide them, observe them, acknowledge them and welcome any discomfort you feel. Knowing it'll be gone soon and it'll help you heal. Yes. All right. Number seven, receive the message and the wisdom. That's, that's you know, that's the shadow work. Mm-hmm. That's sitting back and looking back and saying, okay, but this taught me something. Right. The hindsight. Learn. Receive it so you don't keep repeating it. Yeah, because if you don't learn from whatever got you fucked up, you you're going it. to... You just forever. You'll just fucking, you're just going to stay there mm-hmm. if you don't learn from it. So next is Sherry. I'm good. I like to talk. Some Me people too. are not, I'm not, 
my philosophy in life is it's not that I'm not a private person. I'm just not. I ain't really afraid to talk about my truth. Like yeah. it's my story. If you want right. me telling your business, cool. I'll talk about me. No yeah. problem talking about me. So <laughs> I'm a share too. I do like to. So uh, y'all know I'm a Virgo, and it's um, it's funny because I always thought I was an open book, but the folks say that I'm not. I. It is me. I. <laughs> I. I, I think that I. I do share. I do like to talk about what I'm experiencing or what I've went through because if I get it out, like if you say what it is, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's no longer you're no longer fucking holding you captive. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't have control of you. Exactly. So if you are able to reflect on what happened. Mm-hmm talk about all of your experiences, like, you know, going from step one to seven, like what happened, you know, you felt like you would have an outer body experience Mm -hmm. or you cried and you laughed or you punched a hole in the wall. Now you got stitches in your hand, but Mm -hmm. you feel okay now because you're able to, you know, fight that shit and you came out on top. That's, that's growth. Absolutely. Super growth. And the last one, Hmm. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Let it go. You came, you saw, you conquered. From record sales to sold out concerts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, however, whatever song you want to sing for that, everybody tells you to let it the fuck yeah. go. Yeah. Everybody. Go. You need to get if he don't want to. Let it go. Get rid of it. Because it's no longer... You've overcome it. Mm-hmm. Let that shit go. Let mm-hmm. that baggage go. You're no longer that person. Yeah. Um, those things that it can no longer hurt you. That person can no longer hurt you. That experience, that job. You don't got control of you. None of that shit has control over you anymore. Let it go. The fuck go. Like, let that shit go. You know, I um, always talk about, like, that fucked up relationship entanglement that I found myself in. Mm-hmm. Um, about five years ago and um you know it fucked with me for a long time for a long time and i can honestly say that um it's the shame the guilt yeah all of that stuff you know that you find yourself in you know coming from this type of craziness you know of a entanglement or however Mm -hmm. you know the the pinkett smiths (laughs) alcina's was calling it but um, I finally, you know, have like forgiven myself. I went through it. I went through from number one to seven and I let that shit go. And I can now speak about it openly and freely and without shame. You know what I'm saying? And without the shame and without feeling like bad, we, without we, being angry at myself. Yeah. Like, why didn't I do why I should? Be kind to yourself. Yeah. We are so forgiving of the world. Right. So forgiving. We have empathy for them. Mm-hmm. The same empathy we show other people, we really got to start showing ourselves. Absolutely. And, you know, I just think it's just really important to work through your shit. Like, you mm-hmm. have to. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, you don't want to talk to your loved ones, I would prefer you not to talk to your loved ones. 
Go talk to a professional. Yeah, they don't know you. They, they don't, don't owe you shit. They, they don't, don't got nothing. It's and they're not going to run and tell your business. It's against the HIPAA violation. It's a HIPAA violation. Exactly. And then if they do, we can sue. So. You'll come out rich. Listen, you know, go talk to a licensed therapist. And they have the tools to get you to where you need to be. I mean, they don't have all the answers. But what they do is talk you through some shit. Yeah. And help you realize what's happening. I agree. So, yeah. So, that's that on that. And check on your strong friend. More often than not, they're biting battles that you wouldn't even begin to imagine. Check on your strong friend. Um, I think I'm going to post um, a link to, you know, I found my therapist on, I think I went on psychology today. Psychology today has a lot of black therapists. Yeah, so I went on psychology today. I mean, cause I feel like one of my cousins, she has, she um, chose a therapist that was far from who, her, not far in distance, but like that wasn't a black woman. It's like a, she's a, um, maybe she might be Asian or something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. Um, so that she felt like it would be like completely like unbiased. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, because I mean, I understand like black woman to black woman, we understand the same struggle. You know what I'm saying? I want you to speak my language. Me too. That's how I feel. So when I went to find my therapist, I looked for someone, um, you know, cause psychology today is math filters. Like you Mm -hmm. can filter religion, um, like race, um, you know, all kind of things. Yeah, yeah. There's a million male, female, age group, right? You know, because that matters too. Absolutely. You don't want Nana. No, you do talking not about want Nana Boo. Because while they may be psychologists, they're biased to the time, their time. Right, right, right. Life has changed. It's oh, drastically. So it was very important. So I went through all the filters and I found a therapist. Basically, she looks like me, like literally, like she's my same height, she's my same complexion. I didn't know how tall she was, you mm-hmm. know, but she's my same height, she's my same complexion. She understands me, you yeah. know what I'm saying? She speaks my same language. Mm-hmm. She's ghetto like me. I love it, and I love it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I can be myself. I can speak freely. I can be like, no, because they had they, all these motherfuckers. They all had me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she, she understands my humor. You know what I'm saying? Like she gets me, you know, and she also can pull it back because, you know, I've been seeing her for over a year now. So she'll go back in her notes and be like, well, remember when we talked about this, what happened Mm -hmm. when you were a child, you know, this is why this happened. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about this. Let's stay right here. So when you said when you were seven years old and this happened, yeah. how did that make you feel? And you do realize that that trauma is triggering, is triggering mm-hmm. you and it's turning, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that this is why this is happening because of what happened when you were 11. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be like that meme from the wire. Oh, <laughs> that, like you smart. What? That's school and paid off. You know, so it's just, it's scary. It's really scary and it's uncomfortable, but it's most important. It's rewarding. That you, it's very rewarding. So it hurts while you're going through it. But when you, it's like when we go hiking, 
I love it. They hate it. I'm not, I don't hate it. It don't hurt me. I don't hate it. It's hard work. But once I get to the top, it's very rewarding. It's very rewarding. It's like, damn, yo, you did that. You, you climbed, you climbed that. that 500 feet. Listen, you bitch. climbed that, you know, you so it feels that. good. Mm-hmm. It feels good to be able to look back to see how far you've come to oh, where yes, you're going. Yes, yes. That's yes. the that's what I think that's what feels the best to me. Mm-hmm. Like when you're able to look back to see that sad girl I once was to seeing that just had a smile painted on like mm-hmm. it wasn't a real smile. You know what I'm saying? To be to see the happiness in to your see, eyes. Right. To see the happiness in my eyes, you know, solely based on me, like what I've done for me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Not my relationship, not my son, not my job, not my homegirls, not any of those things, mm-hmm. the work that I did in me, it's me, me, God, and therapy. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So, you know, it just, it feels good. And I wish that um more black men would do it. Like I just, black women, we gonna, we gonna, when we're focused, we, we gonna figure it out. We gonna fix this shit. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. Black women been doing, we ain't been really going to therapy, but there's always that girlfriend. You have a girlfriend you can speak to. You choose your friends based on what you're trying to accomplish. You know which friend is going to tell you to no bullshit, no nonsense. Right. We are good at talking about how we feel, how this shit makes us feel. Right. A lot of black men don't even talk to their homeboys about how shit makes them feel. No, that's true. So that's the biggest step. Normalize men articulating how they fucking feel without shutting down. Nothing more than feelings. Feelings. Yeah, talk about that shit. Talk that shit through. Talk it through. Get find someone, a professional. If not, like find a friend that you can talk to. But I prefer a professional because that friend might got shit going on. You know what I'm saying? And doesn't need um your shit on top of their shit. Because when you're like an empath like me. All that, yeah. You just, <laughs> I just carry it all around with me. But I'm, I'm getting better at taking Girl, the coat okay. off. I actually sometimes, I, I personally, when I'm going through some shit, it helps me get through my shit by helping somebody else. I'm yeah. very avoidant. I don't want to deal. Yeah. So if I gotta help you deal, an avoidant. Sis, I'm about to. Can we build this house together? <laughs> I don't want to go build my house dirty right now. You need help cleaning yours though. Right. I am happy to. Yeah. No, I'm not an avoidant. I am not. I am a person. I like to. You know, I have to for my own sanity. Like if I feel some kind of way about something, if something has occurred and it's fucking with me, I have to address it head yeah. on because if I don't. Y'all know you're. I don't. You know I haven't had a panic attack in a while. But y'all know if I hold on to shit, that shit'll send that it'll send you to the yeah. me to the moon. That shit'll send me right down to Irvington Center, where they had that bed in the middle of the street in the mm-hmm, video. Mm-hmm. It'll send me right there, mm-hmm. dancing like the girls, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't want that. I like to yeah, head on. That's it. Have a conversation. It doesn't have to be an argument, just a conversation. That's it. All right. That about um, wraps up the personal topic tonight. That's it. We're dealing with traumas, y'all. Trauma. Um, Where can the people find you? I can be found at Instagram. At Instagram. (laughs) On Instagram. At underscore amazing underscore. And y'all know how to spell it. 
All right, and I am at Renisa Rose, R A N E S S A R O Z A Y Y Y. And together um, we are at the Personal, the Personal Space, Space Podcast. Podcast. Bye, On y'all. All platforms. Holler at us. Yeah.